Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Here by the Owl. Um, got a special guest with us tonight, coming for you live from Week One, 2020 F- State FFA Camp. And tonight, I'm visiting with uh, Coach E.H. Hershberger. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing good, Doug. Doing good. I'm excited to be on the program. <laughs> well, good. It's glad to glad to have you here. Um, you know, we've, we've been uh, recording Ag Teachers. You know, this is uh, an Ag Teachers podcast, but, uh, you know, I consider you as close to an Ag Teacher as they come without actually being one. So uh, for those folks that don't know you, haven't been to FFA camp, why don't you take a moment and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, like I said, E.H. Hirschvogel, uh, born and raised in mid-Missouri, um, graduated California high school in 97. Uh, where I met my wife, high school sweethearts, um, got married, and uh, have a couple great kids, Henry and Riley, and uh, of course my wife's name is Stacy, and I teach high school at Jamestown, Missouri, Jamestown High School. I'm a social studies teacher. I'm the athletic director. I've coached lots of different sports over what's now a 20-year career, and uh Somewhere along that line, I got offered a job at uh, Missouri FFA camp, and this is my 15th year working with the Missouri FFA. So how did that come about for those folks that uh, that are new? Uh, you know, to be real honest with you, I don't know um, all the details of that story, but I'm sitting at the lunch table at school one day, and our ag teacher at Jamestown at the time was a guy by the name of Gail Hodges. And Gail says, oh, by the way, there's a guy from uh, State Ag Desi wants you to give him a call, see you know, see if you're interested in a job in the summer. And he kind of told me what it was all about, and I said, okay, I'll give him a call. And that guy was Leon Bushdecker, and and uh, so I called Leon, and he and I got to talking. He kind of told me about what the the job was. Of course, I had been to FFA camp as a camper myself. I was very active in FFA in high school, and. Uh, had been here in the summer of 1994, so I, I knew what camp was. And of course, I don't think I remember anything about the camp director at the time when I was a student here, which is probably the way it's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, so we got to talking and uh, uh, he said he had heard from some folks that, uh, hey, there's a guy that teaches at Jamestown, used to be an FFA, might be the guy that you all need for camp. And well, the rest as they say is history. So is it, uh, so do you remember that first year? I remember parts of it. Um, You know, it's just like anything else. When you get 15 years away from it, you don't remember it vividly, but it's almost dreamlike in some ways. You remember portions of it. You remember specific moments. But as a whole, I don't remember it. I remember being a young kid. I remember um, learning a lot about myself. There were... There were students, there were advisors there, and there were staff. I was in, supposed to be in charge of 15 staff members down here. Everybody's coming to me for answers, and uh, it, it took me a while to find my feet. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, it just uh, it's a, been a process, and uh, I think I'm still learning things about camp. Um, but I've certainly enjoyed it. Well, I think what I, I remember, I was actually here. Uh, your first year, one of the biggest things I remember is that, uh, you know, you have older teachers that, uh, that were here and you're quite a bit younger than them. And I think, you know, it takes a little bit for them to probably, uh, 
for, or for you to earn their respect because typically the camp director had always been older, right. older than everybody right. else. And so, but... Uh, well, 15 years ago, I would have been 27 years old, okay? Um, I'll, let it, I'll let the listeners do the math, right? But um, you're exactly right. There were a lot of guys that have been coming to camp for 20-plus years, and, uh, you know, yeah, they're kind of looking at me with a... Okay, let's let's see what this guy's all about. Now, I'll say this, and I'm not, I'm not going to disparage anybody, but the one thing that I had going for me is the year prior to, to me coming to camp, there was a guy that was doing this job who had not made many friends. And um, now before him, there was a guy by the name of Jim Hargraves, who everybody called Coach, and um, he was well-loved. But then there was Jim Retired. And then there was another gentleman here for a year. Yeah, I and, was here that year. And I don't, I don't know the man. I've never met the man. I just heard that he didn't get along or the advisors didn't get along with him necessarily. It wasn't necessarily the best match. I don't know exactly. But that led to me. So, you know, timing's everything in life, right? Right. I'm coming in on the heels of a guy that maybe wasn't as popular, so maybe I looked more appealing. Yeah. I just remember early on, and, and yes, I was here with the with the in between person, and, and uh, the biggest the biggest thing with him was is that he wanted to treat the advisors like the students, and that didn't go that didn't go over well at all. And so for and, and I think he was a maybe a former administrator, maybe mil, military doesn't matter. Irregardless, um, I remember thinking that when you first took over, as I was like, you know, this is a young guy. How how long is he gonna is he gonna stick around? You know, you had a young family, right? And you know, is this? A, we thought, is this temporary? You know, are we going to have to train a guy in a couple years? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'd say it's it's a quite a testament to you for you to have been here 15 years. I know, I I think I can speak for most folks that you know we appreciate that. I think you've done a, you've done an excellent job. Um, you know, you bring a lot of different things to the table than than old coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I was also a young teacher here when, when uh, Jim was here. Right. So, you know, I have a lot different perspective today than when I did back then. So. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, has it been perfect? No, I know I haven't, I haven't done everything right. I know along the way I've tried my best. I do have a, a deep respect for the FFA. I credit the, the FFA for doing a lot for me personally coming through school and and finding my voice and finding my confidence in life um so when i had the opportunity to give back to that you know i i I felt like it was a responsibility and i still feel that way that it's a responsibility to come and do this job and 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 do it to the best of best of my ability and and uh, i feel like i've done okay I, i know i'm doing my best and i hope most people would agree with you um, but I certainly, certainly have enjoyed it, and I, I think it's gone okay. Well, you know, you're never going to please everybody uh, all certainly. the time. And there's I'm been a, I'm a coach, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm, I'm used to people telling me in the moment what I'm not doing right. right. <laughs> and as and as we get older as ag teachers, we less there's less and less change that we like. And uh, you know, if we go about, you've always been open to discuss and be able to. From a, from a diplomatic standpoint. And so instead of this kind of authoritarian type person that says this is the way that it's going to be and, you know, but uh, anyway, 
like I said, it's been it's been a fun ride. I know camp has changed a lot in uh, in the 22 years that I've been teaching. Um, you know, we we went to this every other year um, deal on our behalf because it was easier for us to schedule. Um, although I remember several years when it was still tough to get in, but you always felt like you won the Powerball when you got to go year, <laughs> year after year. That's, well, I'm fortunate that that's one part of camp I don't have anything to do with is, is deciding who gets to come and who doesn't get to come. So I can always say, hey, that's not me. I'm sorry you didn't make it in. I hope you get in next year. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about uh, 2020. Yeah, and okay. and uh, just because it's fresh on our mind, you know, it's had a, it definitely had an impact uh, on you as far as well, as it relates to FFA camp. Okay. So. Um, why don't you dive into that a little bit and just kind of, you know, maybe take us through a little bit of timeline and then, and then how that affected the actual camp itself and, and yeah. so. Well, um, I'll take you back to November of 2019. That's when our camp committee will meet in Jefferson City and we'll start planning for the year ahead. So the 2020 camp session was, was beginning to be put together back in November of 2019. Um, obviously, no one in our, on the planet knew anything about what was coming. Um, but, um, you know, you start hearing some news stories and um, you get into March, and that's probably when we first started having some initial discussions about um, between the state staff and myself, the camp committee, okay, what are we going to do? Um, I'll tell you, and, and I think everybody would, would say, yeah, that's exactly right. I was the last person that wanted to cancel camp. I was, I don't want to call myself a denier early on. Maybe I was. I'm not a denier now about what COVID is. I'm not. It's real. It's a thing. Um, early on, I, I may have been a denier, but I kept saying, let's wait. Let's wait and see. So we waited, and, I, and I'm going to I'm going to credit the state staff and the and the uh, camp committee for being patient, not jumping the gun, and making a rash decision. Ultimately, we ended up canceling FFA camp last year, as most everything was canceled. Um, and I think we made I know we made the right decision looking back on it now. So so let's stop right there. Okay, how put us in your shoes because you know as teachers we're. And you being a teacher as well, but as an act teacher, we, we all had the same thing as far as all of a sudden, okay, contests are shutting down, no state convention, okay, this is, you know, we're, we're no banquets, we're no that, okay, and then, you know, we get camp though, the camp's not going to happen, so you being a teacher, tell us, what was that like on your behalf, you know, having to deal with that from the classroom perspective, and then now, you know, what you thought you were going to do all summer, for six weeks in the summer, all of a sudden, well, I know what Zoom is now. I, I didn't know that then. Uh, I'm going to learn what Zoom is. Uh, you know, I can tell you that um, we went home from school on March 17th. It was St. Patrick's Day. And um, that was our first day of, of going home. We had put together this, this online plan and uh, said this is probably going to get implemented. Um, everybody was updating their Google Classrooms and getting ready to use those. and. Um, you know, hey, listen, whether you were a first-year teacher last year or a 15-year teacher or a career teacher, it, no, everybody was on the same page starting out last year. Everybody was, was approaching that from the same starting point. 
people didn't know how to do virtual classrooms. I'd say a lot of us still don't really. I mean, I'm, I'm one that will say, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but I, I don't believe real education occurred during the, the Zoom meetings and the online classrooms. Uh, you know, kids did what they were asked to do. We went through a lot of motions. We did. To, we to, jumped to, through a lot of hoops right. and went through a lot of motions. And the kids did what they were asked to do for the most part. Some kids didn't, you know. And, and how is there accountability? How is there any way to, you know, ensure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and doing it the right way? Because if you don't have a teacher in class sitting there with the students hands-on, I just don't believe real education is happening. However your teaching style that's, you know, that's up to you, but you got to be there with your students. And I hated not being there with my students. I hated talking to them through a computer. I didn't mind wearing my pajamas. <laughs> I wore pajama, like pajama pants and, and a, like a polo shirt for the Zoom meetings, you know? That was me. So we did a, we did a, uh, basically a Zoom awards deal instead of a banquet. Right. And I had, I had a dress shirt and tie on top, but I was definitely in lounging shorts. <laughs> exactly. We all were. As a matter of fact, uh, this year for, um, fortunately we were back in school this year and, and, and my school didn't miss hardly any of our school year um, for any kind of shutdown. We missed a few weeks, but we had homecoming week and one of the days was dressed like a teacher. So I came to school wearing pajama <laughs> pants and a button up shirt. and. <laughs> I said, what, isn't this how we do now? So anyhow, yeah, and just like I was disappointed not to be in the classroom with my students, I was disappointed that I wasn't at FFA camp with, with the campers and with the advisors. And, um, you know, I feel like I've made a lot of good relationships, a lot of good friendships with advisors over the years. And it's kind of like, you know, this past school year, I. I got out of coaching. My kids are getting old enough that I just want to go be a dad and watch them play their ball games. So I was the athletic director. I didn't coach anything. But part of, I've realized one of the things I love about coaching is interacting with the other coaches and interacting with the officials, you know, before and after the games. Right. And as an athletic director, I still got to do that. And I said, man, I still love this part, just getting to visit with these guys. And that's part of FFA camp too. I like getting to visit with all the advisors. Um, and I didn't get that last summer. So I was disappointed with that. And I know everybody else was too. I'm not alone in that. Um, but uh, again, I still ultimately think we made the right decision. Safety of the students was the, was the utmost responsibility that we had. I believe we met that. Um, was it what we wanted to do? No, but I think it was the right thing to do. Well, and I think ultimately, even if you'd have wanted to, to, to have it, you weren't gonna have a choice. Probably I mean, not. I mean, from either DNR being able to have it here at, at uh, Camp Rising Sun or so, somebody else was going to have an ultimate yeah, say so. Yeah, and you kind of like to be in charge of your own destiny in that deal as far as you make the decision yeah, right ra it. rather than wait till somebody at the last minute, you know, you think you're going to roll on and, and somebody above. And, and, exactly. Everybody's made plans. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I understand it is tough on everybody. So let's just leading into 2021 and, you know, you're going to have camp. How does having that year off, what does that look like from a, from a director's standpoint? I mean, as far as, you know, we, there, you had camp in 2019. Now we don't do anything in 2020. Did you even come down? Was there any need for you to, to step no, foot I on camp? I didn't come to camp um, once COVID hit. And, you know, there was, no, there's no reason for me to come down here in mm -hmm. the off season. Um, 
the, the park itself is maintained by Department of Natural Resources. Um, all of our stuff was locked away in storage rooms. I mean, we didn't have any concerns about that. Um, I think the biggest thing that leading into camp this year was, uh, again, meeting with the camp committee and um, Again, we met as a we met as a committee back in November of 2020. So COVID's COVID's been going on since March, November of 2020. With camp committee meets, and we're talking about okay, how do we do camp in a COVID world? Um, so we start laying out those building blocks. We decided one meeting wasn't going to be enough to do this. So we set a couple. We we set a Zoom meeting. Uh, maybe I think we ended up doing two or three Zoom meetings early throughout the spring. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> excuse me just making sure every plan we put in place met CDC guidelines um, met um, the approval of all the school districts and again like you said earlier you're never gonna make everybody happy but um, we talked to a lot of different school districts about what they were doing to keep their students safe uh, social distancing masks um, the Department of Natural Resources told us that we were going to be limited to 50% capacity and uh, and that we were going to have to have a, a COVID-19 plan in place before they accepted our, um, our registration. So we built those things up and, and um, you know, as, we, as we approached camp. I think the biggest challenge I found as far as, okay, we've got all that stuff in place. Now it's time to actually get this ball rolling. The biggest thing I found was getting staff this summer. And um, I've talked with Mr. Bushdecker about this and with Mr. Higgins. And I think the disconnect from campers not being here last summer, we, we, we'll hire a lot of graduating seniors. And last summer we didn't have the opportunity to do that. And then you also are another year away from kids that weren't at camp and they don't know anything about camp now because I don't know how your school does it, but I know a lot of schools do it different ways. Sometimes they don't even bring seniors to camp. So if they haven't been here for three or four years since they were a freshman, they're not gonna think about coming to work at camp. Right. We've brought some seniors, but typically those seniors have come as campers before and wanted to come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, and, and I actually, I've, I've had Boonville staff here. I've hired folks from you. Yeah, you, you had a lifeguard from yeah, yes, Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and we tried to help you out this year. You know, with maybe some possibly later on. Mm -hmm. You know, but but you're right. It's kind of harder to sell it to somebody who, had, who hasn't necessarily been here. Right. And, and kind of really know what to expect. So my staff and 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 we're fully staffed now. Um, we did. Reduce staff size a little bit with the with the fifty percent capacity. We felt the need to be a little bit uh, frugal with with our fixed expenditures. So, are you anticipating bringing those staff members back? If we go back to full capacity, which I don't know anything about that decision right, yet, right. but I'm the world's starting to slowly seems like it's Absolutely. opening up. So, I anticipate that we're moving that direction. And if we go back to full capacity, yes, we will go back to a, a, a fuller staff. Than what we have right now, um, and what we what we did was we went from three lifeguards down to two, we went from seven people in the kitchen down to six, and we've always hired a person to run our our camp store and kind of be our gopher 
back and forth to town picking up supplies, we took that position away as well. Um, so every part of camp was reduced staff a little bit. Um, I ended up being able to hire everybody I needed. And uh, we have more college students on staff right now that have been at least one year of college, probably more older staff than I've ever had before. I've got a couple students here. I uh, want to say off the top of my head, I think three. Yeah, I have three right now that are, they just graduated high school in May. And the rest are college students and have been college students. That's way older than the average. So there you go. There's that disconnect, right? These are kids that have, okay, oh, I'm in college now, but I remember going to camp and I, re I need a summer job and I remember what it was like down there. That would be a fun place to work. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to promo for just a second if you know, <laughs> we get people, ag teachers out there listening to this. We are a fun place to work. And I always put to my staff the challenge. I want you to work hard. I want you to make this the best possible week we can make for the campers. And I want you to have as much fun doing that as possible. Uh, you said it earlier, I'm not a drill sergeant. That's not my personality. And that's not my personality as, an, as, as the camp director for the, the campers and the advisors. And it's not my personality being the boss of my staff. Um, I'm gonna work with people. I'm gonna put my hands in the mud with them. I was, I've been in here cleaning uh, doing kitchen cleanup every day, you know, for a little bit, trying to help out. Whatever my staff needs, I'm there for them. Um, but we're going to play a little music. We're going to tell some jokes. I mean, we're going to have fun. And that's that's what I'm all about. So, I, you know, like I said, shout out teachers. If you've got staff that are looking for a summer job, send them our way because we're a great opportunity and we don't pay bad either. One thing I did notice that that has been different than in the last couple of years. It seems like the, other than other than Don, it seems like we don't have some of our folks staying quite as long as what they want to use, or what they did. I mean, like we used to have some lifeguards that had, what, 10, 10 plus years in? But that was before me. Is that? That's before yeah. me. The, it, during my tenure here, the most I've ever had anybody on staff other than Don Foreman was six years. And I've had a six-year lifeguard, and I've had a six-year kitchen staffer. And those are the only two. Dean Thompson was here running the kitchen when I started. And I imagine a, a lot of the older ag teachers will remember her. And she ran this kitchen for 36 or 37 years. But I only got to experience about five of those. So she left. Since she's left, I've had um, several kitchen supervisors. Some have been great. Some have been some have been good, but uh, I've never had anybody more than two years. I was visiting with one of the ag teachers down at the waterfront today about this subject. Um, you know, it's different for people now. The, to tell somebody, okay, you're going to go work at this camp. Now, again, I'm not talking about college students. College students yeah. would like, I think, the opportunity to come down here and do it, expecting to maybe only be here one or two or three summers. But to get somebody to, to come back year after year after year to run a kitchen, to run a waterfront, to run the camp, um, you're asking somebody to take six weeks of their summer away from their home, living in a cabin, 
which are air conditioned for the staff, by the way. So, you know, again, plug <laughs> promo. promo for the pro- – shameless. It's just shameless. Um, You're getting that free. <laughs> right. Well, you know. And um, it's just tough to ask people to continually come back and do that because, you know, I don't know about you, but my life is busy at home. You know, everybody's lives have gotten so busy in this world today. Kids are going every which direction. More and more people are being asked to do more. I mean, I'm sure you're involved with a lot of stuff in the summer with your own family, but also probably as an ag teacher, you've got to go work at fairs and you've got to go work at this, you know, do all these things. So, uh, you know, that's a tough sell. Absolutely. And I know you're, uh, you've got a couple of those hires that are going to be, that you're going to have to find some replacements here in in the near future. And so uh, anyway, if you're that special person, make sure to, uh, Absolutely. Come, yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. Come talk I'm to me. I'm available by phone, text, email, carrier pigeon, whatever you want to send this way. I want to talk to you. Uh, so, what advice do you have for a new teacher that's never been to FFA camp? I mean, what uh, what's, what should they do? What shouldn't they do? So let's start. Well, what should they do? What should they what should they expect, or what should what should they do coming to camp? Good question. Okay, so a, a young teacher coming into FFA camp for the first time, have they been here as a camper? Do they have any knowledge? I'm trying to get some background on your on your question. Here. No, let's say no. They don't have. They've never been here as a camper, and they've never been here as a advisor. Well, and actually, I shouldn't say that because we see a lot of our young teachers are. are I mean, that's probably the big reason why they got in the profession is because they were an FFA member, and so we're going to say that yeah, they've been to camp. Okay, so they've experienced camp, and they loved it as a. And I get this a lot, so I'll, I'm going to build it up this way. I was camp a couple years when I was in high school. It was a lot of fun. I became an ag teacher. Now I'm back, and I want my students to experience this. But my chapter's never come to camp before. Uh, I get a lot of that. Or this is my first time. The, the chapter's been coming for a lot of years, but I've never been. What do I need to be aware of? Um, I think the first thing I would, I would tell an advisor in that situation is uh, don't be afraid to ask any questions. And don't be afraid to jump in and help with anything okay we're not doing anything so serious down here that it's life or death okay um you know don't be afraid to get involved with running a contest or running a um you know supervising a leadership session or don't be afraid to get your boater's license and come down and we'll teach you how to drive a boat but i think so many people come in and they're kind of standoffish and they're not sure where they want to jump in and help at and um, you know we're going to have experienced advisors like yourself that'll be willing to show any young advisor the ropes. I'm there to help them get sorted out any way I can help them. Um, but the first, I guess that would be my first bit of advice: ask all the questions you want to ask, and we'll get you all the answers we can get. But I would also tell them this, and this is what I tell the campers: FFA camp is if you come down here and you do nothing. If you just kind of sit around, it is a long, hot, boring week. Sometimes it rains all week, and and it's awful, right? So I tell the campers, try new things. Meet new people, right? Get involved with some of the different activities that we got going on. And if you get involved with all that stuff, you're going to love camp. I promise you, you're going to love camp. I think advisors are the same way. Just jump right in. 
you know, and you know, you guys are the ones teaching all this leadership stuff. Come on, show, lead by example. Get out here. And uh, I think usually it takes them about a day, and they kind of get the swing of things, you know. But uh, I don't know. I may have rambled too much. No, I, I think but, no. I think it's great because there there is a lot. And some of us, you know, I, I'll be honest, you know, some of the solar ones, you know, we can be a little intimidating because, you know, if we don't know you, we may not necessarily, and, and I don't think we do it on purpose, it just kind of become old hat for some of us, that especially first day, you know, we right. do, we grab clipboards, we start signing up for things, we, you know, and, and I know a lot of us, we plan when we come to come with specific people. Right. For that reason, because oh, we've, yeah, had, for we've, had, we've had great experiences. So, and we know, what okay i'm going to do this you're going to do this uh, if this needs to be done we'll, we'll tackle this at this you know we just and you guys just jump in and start doing it and 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 that's great and we need that um it can almost be information overload for that new advisor right. on day one we're having okay uh check in all right you go to this desk over here get your leadership cards and then your leadership books and come over here i'm going to tell you what cabin you're going to stay in and you're going to give these forms to this lady over here make sure you get your camp picture when you go outside the door right. you know it just okay and it's like a whirlwind yeah and then we come back an hour later and we have a 30-minute staff meeting or, or advisor yeah. meeting okay you need to know this 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 and this and if they're not taking notes right you right. know it's just like going over over heads um, and then we're going to send you down to a waterfront meeting for another 25 minutes. And we're going to tell you everything you don't need to know about water. I mean, you know, some people don't even go to the water when they're here at camp. But we send you all these places. So, yeah, it's information overload right there on day one. And uh, that's why I say just keep asking the questions, right? Okay, you said something about this earlier. I didn't quite get – okay, let's talk about that. We'll, we'll straighten you out. We'll get your – we'll make you understand what your students have to do and – the thing is, you know, another thing that you got to know if you're an advisor, and I think this is important, are you bringing students here to get their leadership pin, or are you bringing students here just to enjoy camp? Because, and there's nothing wrong with either one of those answers. Um, some advisors come in and they really push the leadership stuff and they want their kids going to the sessions. Some advisors come in and say, you go to, you know, you go well, to. I promise you, you go we're, to the, we're one of those that it's, you know, it's their experience. Right. They live it however they want it. Right. Uh, I have, you know, I have kind of pushed them. Hey, you know, you should do this. Here's the reasons why you should. But there again, it is your experience. We're going to leave it completely up to you right. because I don't want you to, uh, you know, I don't want to put your experience on me if, if it's not an enjoyable. Right. And the student, well, and I don't know, again, I don't yeah. know, but some, cause some chapters pick up the tab, but some students, you know, they're paying this out of their own pocket. Right. Ours you know? do. And I mean, and, and, and our and booster club helps out a little bit, but we've never put a sip. And I'm not knocking those that do. No, not at all. Like I said, some of them, and we had this conversation with, uh, with the chapter today, and I said, you know, some of them get by with it because it's expectation, because because that's tradition, that's what they've done. And I was like, you know, kudos to you. I right. mean, that that's great, I'm glad that you can do that. But it just doesn't, I've never felt like that really worked for our students. Um, you know, I think it takes a little encouragement. They'll see, when they see the value, they'll, they'll run with it. But if they wanna go meet people, and, and that's the thing about it, even, I, I came here in 1991 uh, as, a, as a student uh, during what uh, was known then as Public Speaking Week. It was held with FHA. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the solitary time that my advisor, the only time during his career that he ever took kids to FFA camp. And it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience. Uh, I don't think it was that great for him. Uh, 
for a number of reasons. But anyway, it was it was completely up to us as far as our experience, you know. And and I met a lot of people. I met a lot of people that I that as a, between freshman and sophomore year in high school that I knew in college, yeah. you know, and still know to this day that came from that experience, yeah, you know. And so I think that's cool, you know. We. Again, yeah, back up a step and, and, and say this. There's no wrong way to come to camp. There's no wrong way to do FFA camp. It's, it's unique to your chapter. It's unique to your students. I support whatever you want to do as an advisor because we accommodate for all of that. We have uh, all the leadership sessions, but we also have the waterfront. We also have the athletic competitions, you know. Um, we're set up for you to have an enjoyable week if you just want to come down and chill and relax and hit the lake. Uh, but we're also here... These kids work real hard, get their leadership pins. There's no wrong way to come and do FFA camp. Um, and I've seen all combinations of it over the years. And it's been a lot of fun to to get to interact with both sides of that. So speaking of which, so let's, uh, what's one of the most memorable stories you've had of, of events? Because I know you got a lot of them. <laughs> I know I'm in a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, maybe more than a couple. Uh, but uh, one that's... Uh, I'm gonna say PG. <laughs> okay. Um, well, okay. This is this is a PG one. It comes from a summer that it was it was one of those summers. I had been doing this for about seven years, so it's right about the halfway point of my career so far here at FFA camp. And week one, something went wrong. Week two, something went wrong, but it was a little bit worse than week one. Week three, it kept building every yeah. week, okay? And at the end of that summer, when I left here on day five of week six, that was the breaking point. Either I, either I was coming back to FFA camp or I was never gonna step foot on this place again. So I'll tell you a story from that summer. Um, I believe it was week two or week three, um, we lost power here the entire camp it wasn't and it wasn't just the camp it was the entire park because the main transformer in osage beach a tree had fallen across this power grid station and we lost power all day long and i can tell you it was it was after dean thompson because lisa gross i know you know yeah. lisa yeah she had come in to work after she had retired as an acting teacher she was my kitchen supervisor for a couple summers and loved it i loved working with lisa um I got lisa what we could do and uh, they're saying the power's not going to be on till you know sometime late tonight yeah. we got two meals i mean it, breakfast just got done they were doing breakfast cleanup lights went off right we still got two more meals today so we figured it out you know and and i remember the day culminated with my staff caravanning to high v and we bought eight hundred dollars worth of pizza <laughs> for FFA camp and we set up a nice little picnic line outside on picnic tables and paper plates and that we were able to mix up some Kool-Aid and and you know what it was a it was a blast the the campers loved it they got to take their paper plate full of pizza and some potato chips and they, we said go eat wherever you want you know <laughs> yeah spread out around camp have a picnic it was and they really loved it and I remember thinking okay that could have been a really bad day and my staff pulled together, and Lisa and I worked together, and it worked out. There are, there are about three other stories from that summer that aren't PG. And again, like I said, uh, just 
Uh, well, uh, I've got a lot. I need to start writing them down. I mean, we need to, we need to have an, an ag teacher's book of don't stories. All teachers start saying that towards our, our part of our career. Probably. We should have started writing a book 20 years ago. I've heard That's, that story so many times. I said, well, yeah, we all wish we'd have wrote stuff down because the stories are just, they're great. This, uh, this one actually happened the year before you started. Okay. Okay. This is with under, under old regime. Mm-hmm. And so I had started, so what year, you started in 2004? I started in 2000, no, I started in 2007. 2007. And I'm telling you, I know actually, it. so this would have been, I, I say regime, this was actually when uh, Coach was here. Okay. So um, I started started teaching in, in Boonville in uh, the fall of 2003. Uh, my wife and I were getting married in the summer of 2004. We had a teaching change. We had gotten into camp week four. And uh, so I was getting married uh, on June 26th. <laughs> and we were scheduled to go to camp June 28th. Honeymoon! Yeah. And so I, I tried. We had a new hire. Uh, it's actually my current teaching partner, uh, Deanna. And uh, they wouldn't let Deanna start early. And, you know, here I am. And, and the program had been, you know, it had some issues previously. And, you know, there was some, I don't want to say some, um, you know, parent distrust and things. I mean, it just, it was, it, the kids that were there really needed to go. Camp, right? right so you know I had this just, I, I, I didn't I had to go okay so my wife uh, you know bless her heart uh, and she's still with me today I don't <laughs> I have to just, uh, I think you and I are both probably very lucky <laughs> but yes absolutely okay. she agreed to go yeah. you know it's like we'll go on a honeymoon when uh, when we get done uh, but we, I've, I've got to go to camp and you're more welcome to go and she came and, you know, we went through all this, you know, we you know, got married on Saturday, opened gifts on Sunday, you know, loaded up the kids and came to, to right. FFA camp on Monday, get down here. And, and I think Niemeyer and, and Hill were here, you know, and so I, I kind of had my, uh, you know, my, my group, you know, the, to keep me uh, lifted up during this time. And, you know, my <laughs> wife felt like you know, she didn't, didn't know anybody. And, you know, by Monday afternoon, she kind of had a meltdown. And I was kind of thinking... You know what the hell have I done? <laughs> this poor girl got married on Saturday, divorced on Tuesday. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, we just all load up and head to town. But but anyway, you know, it turned out. Uh, you know, she had a great time. She she did the same thing. Of what you just to a T. What you said as far as she got involved. She yeah. judged. You know, she judged some things. She went to the waterfront. She she got involved, even though that that wasn't her profession. Mm-hmm. But she made camp. Uh, she had a great experience because of just the advice that you gave. And so, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head with that one. Some, so. of, the, some of the most active people we down we have down here are chaperones. They're not ag teachers. They're the ones that come along to help, and they just jump in the deep end of the pool and say, what do you need me to do? And, and they're a lot of fun to work with sometimes. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. So... Uh, do you see much of the camp gremlins anymore? No, the camp gremlins have kind of gone away. Now, you, the ag teachers of Missouri that are listening to your podcast here today will have to have some age on them if they know who the camp <laughs> gremlins are. But the camp gremlins kind of gone away, and it went away in that summer that I was describing because that was part of our our, our issues. And, and um, we, we've got to the point, 
and, and be honest with you, society's got to a point now where um, you, can't, you can't poke fun as much as you once did. You can't, what's the, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be politically correct for you. You can't, you can't pick on somebody. You can't tease them. Yeah. You know, uh, you can, you can with some people, but some people just don't know how to take well, it Well, and, and I, I mean, I'm on record. I'm not a gremlin, you know, that, that right. was, but we used to, we did a lot of things. Right. I mean, we had fun with Most not of only. It was always good nature. Right. And I know? can't say that I necessarily always found the you know like the leadership director or anything like that it was usually amongst other teachers right. other teachers well part of the problems were is that you know the gremlins started going after state officers and 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 the leadership director and you know those folks that they have a job to do down here you know and and that's what we've started you know really started preaching is that they've got a job to do and not only that there's they're still students themselves, you Absolutely. know, and, and we're adults, and you know, you know, it's like one of my kids' favorite movies, not at the museum. You know, who's who's evolved, right? <laughs> who's evolved? We are. We're the adults in the room, and 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 that was one of the things that I had to learn about my job as well. I had to get past some of the younger teacher immaturity that I had at the time, and I had to evolve as a leader at camp, and and I. I I'm gonna be real honest with you. The leadership that I've got, that I've received from Leon Bushdecker, is outstanding. I mean, I can't say enough good about him uh, showing me how to handle some of this stuff down here. And you know, he, he, I credit him for all of the good stuff that's happened at camp since I've been here. But you know, you know, he he helped us get through that summer. And and you know, I think, like I said, the Gremlins have kind of gone away. Yeah. And, and and it's probably for the betterment of camp. I still enjoy having a little fun and maybe poking a little fun, um, but what we ultimately need to know is why are we at camp? We're here for the campers. We're here, what, no matter which experience they are here for, we want them to have a good experience. And, and I know all the folks that that, uh, that I was with at camp with during those years, all our stuff that we did was always targeted towards other teachers. Right. Right. Yeah, and I know there were some others that, like I said, it fanned out into that. And you know, I think it was a, it was a harder lesson for some of those to learn because they all became part of it. You know, they were all fair game. Right. And so, you know, that that is a part of camp. I, and I don't I don't want to say I miss it, but there's some people that were part of it that I miss. And, and you yeah. know, there's there's a lot of folks that you know. And I don't know if you guys that are listening remember Jim Young. You know, Jim oh, Young taught Jim. at at Lakeland, and you know, yeah. he tragically passed. Um, Actually, the week, I think it was the week after coming to camp. Yeah, Jim had uh, been here, and uh, I remember uh, Terry Hyman came down and uh, got all, he, he told me, E.H., we're going in for lunch, and he said, after lunch, I want you to make an announcement, and I want to talk to all the ag teachers right outside the dining hall. So we did, and we went out there, and he told us, and yeah, man, that was, that was tough, because I got to know Jim. Not, not as well as you guys did, obviously, but he was a, he loved camp. And he, he was one of those guys, he'd come down here, he man, he drove boats for us, and he just jumped in and did all sorts of stuff. And I remember going on boat rides with Jim Young. And <laughs> he took me and we went over and looked at, you know, Million Dollar Co. Well, yeah, and, he, he did that for us one night. And 
and we came back underneath the bridge, and it's getting dark. Yeah. You know, and we come around the corner, and I mean, of course, back here in Lake Ozark State Park, it is, it is really dark. There was right. no moonlight. And luckily, Don had had noticed that the bayliner was gone and stayed down there on the waterfront and, and flipped the lights on in his pickup so we could get into the in into the dock. Yeah. You know, I was worried. Jim was never Jim worried. Jim was never worried. He was that never was worried. That was not his style. No. But yeah. but me, I, I was scared to death. I'm like, what in the hell what is this gonna, What are we gonna do out here? Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, he was one of a kind, and yeah. and and I. Those were some of those memories that uh, that uh, I'll never forget. I mean, I, I'll never forget him. I'll never forget some of the things that that we did down here at camp. Like I said, never against him. It was always it was always amongst you know right. us, and right. and he was always scheming. He always you know <laughs> was good natured. And so you know, I hope that that if you're listening to this, I hope you know you find somebody that down here at camp that maybe you didn't know. Uh, from across the state that you kind of you know kind of get that relationship with it that, that uh, you can take home those memories of, of FFA camp and that person uh, you you talk about coming week one a lot of times because you know other schools are coming this week that you enjoy being around I see that trend you know there's groups for every week of camp and they, they often come with the same people and yeah camaraderie so if there's a another teacher that you enjoy being around or another chapter you enjoy doing activities with talk it out coordinate it if you both get into camp try to shoot for the same week you know because that does help to have people down here that you can hang out with but the flip side of that is too there's probably been a lot of people that i wouldn't have met yeah you know that if we if we took the entire week with all of us you know in a, in a you know we filled the camp with the group you right. know but uh it has been that that's one thing i noticed yeah there's still a lot of folks here this week that that i don't necessarily want to say no or spend a lot of time with mm-hmm. um but there are there are a lot to do you know we we typically this is this is the week that we like to come for for a lot of different reasons and i, I gotta ask why can i ask you a question why because i don't want to turn anybody off of coming to week one of camp but you you this is we're here on tuesday night we're talking in the dining hall it's day two of week one especially in a year where we had a year off we've got a lot of wrinkles to iron out still what is the appeal of week one but because most years yes we're still ironing out the wrinkles through the first few days well part of it is is you know we don't mind being the guinea pigs so to speak, right, right. You know, I mean, and we can, we can, we can, we, we can handle it. You know, I think that we like, uh, we like giving you some sort of sense of normality. That's part of it. Another part too, from our students' perspective, is I like it because they're still kind of in that that school mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. And, and and it's kind of easy to just it, it's easy to go. They, I had them recently. All make all the announcements and all that. But I'm sure it's terrible for other schools that are thinking about coming to week one. Yeah, and I, I, I did. I probably just freaked out everybody. Like, why would I want to go to week one? Week one's fine, but it's it's little things, you know, that, that oh, I forgot to get this out. Yeah. We need to get this out. But, but I'll I, be honest with you. You know what the biggest challenge for us is is, is uh, summer school. The schedule. The, for us right. to come to week one to try to get, especially since a lot of our kids that are targeting are underclassmen. That are jumping in to take the health 
or right. their personal finance, even though we're trying to show them, you know, that you don't have to do that this time, you know, there's other times. But but getting getting that taken care of and, and getting them convinced, because they either look at it as I got to go to summer school or, or, or I can go to camp. And some will say, I'll take care of it later. But a lot of them are pretty well, I've got to do X, Y, and Z right now. And so in our school, and I, I'm sure James Sound will do the same way with summer school, it's about seat time, period, end of story. If like this year we had nine days of summer school and it's it's not, they got eight, you know, it passed and they went eight, it is nine days. Yeah. That, that's what it is. And so, I mean, this year been, our school has been more accommodating than ever. We, we did a lot of makeup time, you know, I've, and so, and I've got very fortunate that we had a teacher in our building that taught a lot of these kids in personal finance. And so we, we made up the time, you know, like on the front side and stuff, which was great. Right. Otherwise, I was going to lose a lot of kids that, that couldn't go. But that has been a challenge. It would be a lot easier to move later, you know, right. and, and not have to deal with it. I, I don't know. And, and we're planners. I mean, we like to be able to, you know, this is, we like we like going to week one. Uh, not to say, you know, it'd be great. I'd love to come down here sometime the last week because, uh, you know, and I'm going to say Graham because, you know, Graham and I were college roommates. And so uh, anyway, it would be, it would be fun to kind of, to, to spend that time to some degree. I'd sure get old probably by Tuesday. With that. <laughs> Well, if you wait that long, he might already have left. He that, dropped the kids exactly, off at home, exactly. so he's probably already gone. He's already taken everybody's money in Mike's life. out. See ya. <laughs> um, well, I, okay, so I, I scared everybody about week one. Let me let me give a good reason for week one. It's some of the best weather we'll have at camp usually. You know, the nights are still cool. Um, the campers can get to bed and get some rest. Um, I like week one, week two weather. Because yeah. if you wait till week three or week four, especially week five or week six, the dog days and humidity of Missouri summers down this lake, the Ozarks, are getting pretty unbearable. There are nights I've had students. Okay, so you like to give me grief because I have an air-conditioned cabin. Uh, and, and I'll gladly take it because I have an air-conditioned cabin. There was a, a day once upon a time where I came to breakfast one morning, and I, I, just, I just got into line with the students and kind of visited with some of them. And, it was a week five or week six, and uh, the boys were talking with each other, and they said, I couldn't sleep last night. It was so hot. It was, I just slayed in the bed and just sweat. And, yeah. and, uh, and then they talked about that back and forth, and they looked at me, and they said, what about you, coach? And I said, well, I agree. I said, I could not get to bed last night at all. I had such a hard time sleeping. My, it was so cold in my cabin. I wished I had another blanket. And they're like, what? You just see their faces. So uh, yeah, early earlier weeks are going to be cooler weather. It's it was warm. but it's a gamble. It is. It was warm and muggy today. We had rain this morning. Yesterday was pretty nice. Last night was miserable. I mean, I, I the air wasn't moving. No. Yeah. But like I said, it's a gamble. I, I think I've been down here week four before, and it's been beautiful. Right. And, hey, and if you know anything about Missouri weather, yes. If you yeah. don't like what you got right now, just wait five minutes. It'll change. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know. That's nothing that nobody can't handle unless you're you're pretty soft, and so and I I'll admit it I brought a 48 inch uh, <laughs> cattle fan before. Right. I mean I, I I don't mind sleeping in hurricane like conditions. <laughs> I have seen some massive fans <laughs> come through this camp. There's no doubt about it. It's uh, uh, that's good. Anyway, as uh, you know, we're getting ready to wrap it up. Is there uh, anything else that we missed that you know you want to you want to tell everybody out there and the, that um, maybe listen to this? 
Well, first of all, thank you to Missouri FFA. Um, I am still appreciative of being able to be here. I'm appreciative of the last 15 years because my son and my daughter and my wife have got to come to camp with me, stay in my cabin. Both of my kids, Don Foreman has taught to water ski. They've got to participate in skits with the state officers. Um, they've grown up at FFA camp and I couldn't think of a better place for my kids to be spending their summers. Now, they're not here now. They're getting older. My son's a freshman. He might actually get to come later this summer uh, if a spot opens up uh, and actually come as a camper. My daughter's in seventh grade. Uh, they've got sports. They've got summertime activities. They're doing summer school right now, like you talked about. So they're not here with me. And it, it's, it, I've noticed already in the first few days, it's been tough for me uh, not to have my family down here with me. Um, but they're going to find a way down here later this summer and get to spend some time. But going back to the thanks and the gratitude, uh, getting to raise my family up down here and have the opportunity to come back and work year after year, I still feel the responsibility and the, and the weight. I really want this to be a great camp every week, every, every summer, um, every, every day for all of these campers. And, and I really, I've been blessed with great staffs. Um, I've been blessed with great people to work with everything from the state staff down to the advisors. So um, it's been a really good, I, I, I feel like for E.H. Hirschvogel, it's been a good marriage. I hope for the Missouri FFA Association, it's been a good marriage. Um, and I hope I get to keep doing it for a few more years. Um, but uh, I don't know. I'll probably have to keep sending you over to Pin Oak. <laughs> Maybe one of these days, Doug. Maybe I'll let you come stay at Rising Sun. I don't have very many years left. I hope you're here another 15 years, but I promise you, I won't. I won't. You won't be. I, I, I can promise you that. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to leave you at this note. If you're listening out there, I. It only took me. I don't know. I'm going to sit down and count how many times I've been here. I know there's people out there that've been here more than me. Um, time gets away from you, and so you know we kind of go back to that reminiscing. But it took me this long, uh, starting year 23 to figure out one of the best things that you can do when you come to camp is go buy some quality TP. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really, I, I don't know what I've been thinking the whole time. Bring your own. <laughs> well, yeah, well, bring my own whatever. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I know that, you want to wrap up, but can I ask you another question real sure, quick? Sure, go ahead. Where does FFA camp, where does FFA camp rank at for Boonville FFA as far as the activities you do all year long? Is it is it near the top of the list? Is it is it in the middle of the list? Is it is it something you just do? Be and the only reason I ask that, don't answer that if you don't want to, but um, we have teachers that come down here and I can tell you, uh, uh, Tim Larrick specifically has said, it's the number one activity his chapter is involved with every year. Um, I, I, I just want to encourage as many advisors out there, to, we might not be your top activity, but come see us, and if you can't get in this year, put your name on the list for next year, and, and get get your students down here because we really do put on a good show. And I'm not tooting my head; I had very little to do with what the show actually looks like. Um, the state staff and our state officers and our leadership directors over the years they put this program together, and they really do a good a good job for all of the students. So uh, come on, well, on I, see I us. believe. 
you know, there's a couple things that, that we promote, and, and usually it's been on the same year. I don't know how we do it, but it's WLC and camp, and that's yeah. one of the, you know, those are some of the top things that, that we continually do. Um, I don't think that if it wasn't one of our top activities, you wouldn't see it here. Right. I mean, and it's it's work, really, and I and I say that it's 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 a little bit of a challenge to get students who have never been here to commit to come, you know, on, in the summer. But it would be pretty easy for some of us to just step aside and say, okay, you don't want to go, that's fine, and we just won't go as a chapter, you know, and not take. But I think you know you gotta you gotta sell it to those that have never been. You gotta take those that have been. They're your they're your best spokesperson. You know, I've had kids that that really you thought when we left the city limits they were kind of you know trying to grab a hold of the sign. They had a change of mind, and then usually by I'm telling you, by the end of the week, a lot of them are in tears that they don't want to go home because they, they've, they've had such a good time. They talk about it all the time. It, it, and a lot of, for a lot of students, it was life-changing in, in however ways, and they, they've made those friendships. So that's why I feel like and that we do it, we promote it as much as we do. You know, um, We don't try to get the whole chapter to go, obviously. Right. But, I mean, we do, we, if, if everybody wanted to go, that's what we, we would take. But... Uh, we're not uh, begging. We're not, you know, holding something over them to try right. to get them to go. But we are doing a good. We really do try to sell it as a, you know, as a great opportunity. And and I don't think I. And I always ask those questions. You know, are you having a good time? Are you doing it? Because I want to make sure that if they're not, let's let's figure out. Let's figure why, out why. Why? But I haven't ever had a, a a kid that we come home. I'm like, are you glad you came? And they said, no, nah, this is a waste of time. Never had that yeah. in all the years. Now I have taken a few home for various reasons. <laughs> I mean, some some had a choice, some did not have a choice, and that's probably why I do. I try to do a little bit. I don't know, say I don't really screen, but if if there's a kid that I thought was going to be a problem, I'd probably say you probably just need to stay home. Yeah, and then that's fair. That's that's fair to do because you know one kid down here that doesn't want to be here and wants to. You know, yeah. tear stuff up or, or, or make it uncomfortable for other campers, or yeah, you know, it it could spoil the time for a lot of other people. Yeah, and it's and there again, yeah. I mean, we're we're ag teachers working in the summer. It's still your time to some degree. I mean, really, if you want to look at when it's hell, it's ten o'clock at night, and really I'm still on the clock. I, I don't want students down here that are a problem that are going to be right. they're going to be a problem we're all here to have a good time and and to make it enjoyable to be around each other's company but if if you're going to make it miserable either because you can't behave or you have a poor attitude or uh, you know for whatever reason whatever reason i don't want you here and so and i think that's anything we do and not just camp that's it's a, it's it's, good, con, it's, con, it's convention you know if it's a state convention or national convention if i if i'm really maybe i i think this is going to be a problem we don't take them so but anyway i mean obviously it's a very worthwhile activity to come down here and it's um well, we're glad we're here we're glad even 50 percent this summer we're, we're glad we have the opportunity we're appreciative of being here and i and i think that Campers are excited to be here, and I think the advisors are excited to be back. There wasn't much good about last year at all. No, not at all, not at all. And you know, we had—I had some kids that were going, going to go to camp, and it got canceled. You know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. You know, it's, this is one of many things that that you're going to miss out on. 
and I, I, I hate it, but it's but at the end of the day, it's all of it's out of our control, and we all we can do is to make the best of it that we can, but uh, we don't want to dwell on it. So let's leave it in the past. That's right. That's right. We'll yeah. move forward. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Coach, thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, it's it, no problem. It's fun. It, it's, it's been a really enjoyable. And so uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you down the road.